Hello, my name is Chago Zim Odenbebe. You can feel free to call me Dim Freeman. This is Little Drops Podcast. My guest on the show today is Olamide Akianlabi. Listen to the end of the show to find out why I picked her as my guest. We will be going live in about 10 seconds now and in this episode of Little Drops Podcast, we will be talking about the African child and her rights. Also, we will be looking at empowering the younger generation through reading. This is Little Dross Podcast. Once again, welcome on board. So this is the month of May, the month that we celebrate children, particularly on the 27th of May. And by the way, I hope you had a wonderful celebration regardless of the COVID-19 coffees and beyond just celebrating them. I hope that you did something meaningful to impact into their lives. So I'll just go straight and bring right into the show my guest today. Hi! Olamide, you're welcome. Let me start with this first. Olamide, um, you studied law in the school as an undergraduate. Yes, I did. Yes, you did. What took you there? Okay, um, I would say that when I was growing up, I enjoyed reading a lot. I still do enjoy reading. And at okay. that time, what people dropped into my ears was, Olamide, you like reading, you should study law. And that thing is, I love communicating i love talking a lot you like reading you yes. like communicating yes okay and you know these two features when you have them people automatically want to tell you to study law and that was what was drummed into my head i didn't really think of any other thing but law mm. oh yes and i remember i used to read a lot of john grisham's novels okay <laughs> talk about influence <laughs> it had a lot of you know loyally skills and i i just admired so in your mind you already see yourself in the courtroom yes i guess i did but then reality stuck reality that what is in the book is not what we have all right talking about reality now you are done with school yes please i am and you are now in reality you are facing reality <laughs> you can't say that post undergraduate years do you still want to be a lawyer yes i hmm? still want to be a lawyer um i feel that what lord did to me was he helped me broaden my horizon okay so you read more, you've come to know more about many things. Yes, yes, actually. Law is law is really diverse. Your perspective and is broadened. Exactly, exactly. And then you view things a bit differently from the way other people view things. And then you there are some details that you take note of that other people. Uh, of might course, think. I don't see you to view things the way other people view things after going through <laughs> law school. <laughs> nothing is ever straight and nothing is ever black and white. You get. So you have to be careful. You know, there are some times when I want to chat with somebody and I'm like, no. No, it comes to my head that this thing can be used against you in evidence. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I should be careful what I say right now. <laughs> So yeah, sometimes my mind goes that way, my mind thinks that way. Hey Gungu, be careful. Now. <laughs> okay, that's fine. So what's happened to the communication part of you? I'm still very much interested in it. While I was an undergraduate, mm-hmm. I um I took various certificate courses on right. communication. Yeah. Um I also had an internship at the radio station here in Ibadan. Oh yeah. Just because I wanted to get the whole communication thing right. So, yes, I'm still very much interested in it. So, now we have the law profession on one hand. Yes, please. And communication on the other hand. Yes. And you seem to still have interest in both. Yes. At one point, did they meet? Uh, that's the thing. You see, every every communication industry would require the legal aspect. Okay. Okay, so that's where I can come in. The passion for communication is that what drove you 
to write a book? Um, I, I would say everything is intertwined. Okay. What drove me to write the book was the fact that I saw a need. I realized that a lot of adults in Nigeria do not know the laws. Mm-hmm. That's one. Second thing is some of the laws we have are obsolete. Okay. And then the third thing is we have an issue of enforcement of laws in Nigeria. Okay. And when these things, these three things, when they are faulty as they are currently in Nigeria, then development would be a bit tricky. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I feel that adults are already formed in their mindset. Okay. okay. So let's just leave them the way they are. But what can we do about the upcoming generation? See, if we do not find a way to bridge the gap, these things that we see now will keep replaying itself in years to come. So what I, what drove me to actually um, write the book was, was the fact that children need to be taught laws. They need to save the future. <laughs> you know, you can't say that's like, that's like a broad perspective. But yes, actually, you can say that if we can start teaching children the laws now, if we can start letting them appreciate the laws now, if we can start showing them the loopholes in these laws now, then when they become adults, it will be easier for them to take up legislative rules. It will be easier for them to, you know, be to function better in government government roles. That's that's what I really believe. And take responsibility for their actions. Yes, please. Okay. Now in Nigeria, by culture, as long as you're a child, you have no say in the affairs of thing. Is that not like bringing in a conflict in the culture? I I I get this a lot. Um, let me say this: that raising children in this age is a bit different from the way it was back then okay now parents want to be more inclusive they want to to a large extent communicate with their children about certain processes because they've come to realize that you know making certain decisions up front for these children does not help at the end of the day we've had parents who were forced into different into a certain line of um into a certain line of study and then they've come out to say they didn't like it they didn't enjoy it they didn't like the way their parents treated them while they were growing up and so they want to make things a bit different so looking at it from that angle would say one there is already a difference in the way children have been brought up these days now my argument is you teach children mathematics you teach them um kid entrepreneurship you teach children government. You teach children phonetics. Okay, why do you think that they do not have the capacity to understand the laws and differentiate it? See, some years back, it was a, it was pretty much a taboo to talk to a child about sex. It was a taboo to talk to a child about your private parts okay. and things like that. But now, there is a need to talk to them about those things because the more we shy away from them, the more molesters keep taking advantage of these children. So now children know once you touch me in a certain area, it's not right. You shouldn't touch me like that. And then they speak up. They, they, they voice out. Before it was not so. And that's why we had a very high um, rate of child rape and things like that. But because now people are talking about it, children are more aware. It is the same thing with the law. Okay, so when you begin to talk more about these things, it creates an awareness that helps the children build their mindset. They become enlightened children. Hmm. Besides, what are the laws we're even talking about? We're talking about right to dignity, right to name, right to a name, right to family, okay. right to education. You have spoken very, very beautifully well. In the African scene, in the African ideology, if a child or as a parent needs to discipline the child, they are very conversant with the slaps of the mother. <laughs> you know, just give you a very beautiful, very certain slap. You remember that? So, in situations like this, you know that sometimes some parents take it to the extreme in disciplining the child. What is the fate of the African child? 
Okay, let, let me firstly say that the Child's Rights Act does not take away the responsibility of a parent or guardian to discipline a child. Okay. It does not in any way um, does not in any way take away the responsibility of a parent or guardian to take care of a child. Mm-hmm. That said, what it does is try to curb excesses. Okay. I've heard stories of parents who starve their children because they are trying to drive home a point. But is it right? Should should you starve a ten year old because because she are trying to teach? What I don't even know. What are you trying to teach that child? Discipline. That's the point. <laughs> I mean, you can discipline this child in other ways, but please don't starve a child of food. I've I've heard stories of parents, fathers who would use hot iron in a bit to ensure that the child does well at school. That's cruel. Thank you very much. And that is just what the Child's Rights Act is trying to curb. You know, there are some excesses that we go to in a bit to... Of course, I was disciplined a lot. I, I had a bit of... You know? <laughs> <laughs> we, all, <laughs> we all actually do. So yes, it is important to discipline a child. I say that again. It is important to discipline a child. You know, because of this, many children have been put to the streets. Yes. Some have squandered the, the, their guardians' homes. Some have squandered even their parents' homes. And they're in the streets because the things that are going through is too much for them. And because of that, they're in the streets. Yes. Spending for themselves. Yes. So are there some, should I say, organizations or centers that people like that can reach out to for help? Oh, yes, there are. Um, well, as an undergraduate, I interned with the Women's Law Clinic. And then the Women's Law Clinic is available in every federal university in Nigeria. So every yes, every federal university in Nigeria. Wow. And then I also included some other help centers and organizations. Oh, at these help centers could be found in yes, the book. Yes, yes, please. Yes, please. They can be found in the book. Um we reached out to some of the organizations before we included their names in the book. All right, thank you very much, Olamide. What you just heard from her is just a tip of the iceberg of what you're going to be co- uncovering on the pages of Child Rights Act Simplified. That's the title of our of our book. Tell us where we are going to find this book, please. The book is out on Okada Books, Bam Books, um, Amazon. Um, there's also the hard copy, okay. which would be available in different stores nationwide. So, Charles Red Arts Simplified. Thank you once again for coming, Olamide. Thank you, Dim, for having me. You're welcome. And that is all for today on Little Drops Podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. And I hope you learned a thing or two. Thank you again for listening. So, for your comments and feedbacks, you can reach out to me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at official dim. That's for Instagram and for Twitter at official d i m m. And if you're a Facebook fan, I'm on Facebook also. Check me out on Chiagozem Odimwe. So, from me over here, it's goodbye. Stay home, stay healthy, and stay safe. I'm looking back the land is green. It's green. The land is green, it's green, can't you see? The harvest is red.